Hello, everybody. Welcome to Lonneke Talks USA. And uh, I'm smiling again, um, even though this week was so insane. But this is a safe space. So as long as YouTube allows us, we're going to keep this um, uh, a place where we can just share our shock and our emotions Just like I did this week in a Dutch live chat. I don't know for the Dutchies, they saw it. But for my English friends, um, the day after um, January 6th, uh, with everything that happened, I'm sure everybody knows we're going to cover everything. But um, I was in a state of shock and I was very emotional just by the reactions of some people. And the days after, it's still a little bit of a state of shock. But we're going to talk about it. I'm seeing all your comments. I see Hugo, you're asking me if the uh, box of tissues is ready. It's ready. But I'm a little bit more, um, you know, balanced. The past days, I couldn't get out of my pajamas, really. I, I'm also still in quarantine, so I didn't have to go out. But um, I was just on the internet seeing what was developing. Every hour, something new happened. And I was like, I'm still loud on Twitter, so let's stay on it until um, uh, I'm kicked off. But it also made me active and Dirk active. Dirk is also here, by the way. Maybe say hi. I'm also here, by the way. Yeah. Hello. Um, Dirk was so smart to start really focusing on different social media. So um, on this side here below. Uh, you see, you see all my um, social media, and as you see, I've changed it to the ones that are the future. Because whatever is happening, we need to look to the future. And some people have made some decisions. Some say they are mistakes. Some say, "Oh, great, great thing," but they made decisions that have made people like myself question if you want to be part of that and maybe you look for another option because this video and this podcast is all about the censorship that has been pushed onto us. And I don't think that's a solution ever. And I will tell, uh, explain that a little bit more, but, um, Dirk, you've also looked into some, you know, social media and in during this chat, he's also going to give some tips of things he discovered so it can help you to make the best choices, what platform to use, uh, what to look out for. But we're in this together and let's go to the beginning again. Hello, everybody watching and listening. Um, this, this week we thought to 2020 was bad. We were hoping for 2021 to be great. I even sent out my Christmas card, like hoping for 2021 to be better. But the first week of January already showed that this is probably going to be even more of a tough year. And what happened January 6th was something that could have been expected. I don't know if you saw my Twitter feed, but I repeatedly tweeted out to the Trump supporters, I hope you enjoy it. Take care of each other, stay safe, and don't let them taunt you into violence. Because I was worried 
for what was going to happen and that um, the people that are against Trump and against Trump supporters would use it with both hands and um, use it as an excuse to implement very draconian measures. And that's exactly what happened. So for me, it feels like it was a setup. I will tell you exactly why I think it was. It was just bound to happen. I felt like it was going to happen. But if we really look, we have to look at realistically what happened and try to be, um, you know, smart. And also with YouTube, um, YouTube is watching always to make sure that you are saying the correct things. But I will try to say what I want to say while trying to be very nuanced and... Um, because before you know it, you're demonetized or um, they throw you off the channel. Because that's what happened with President Trump after what happened on January 6th. What happened on January 6th, we had the President Trump held a rally in the ellipse, or on the ellipse in Washington, D.C. They were talking about over a million Trump supporters that came to this event and it was held out in the open and if you saw some videos there wasn't that much attention on the regular media and even on social media it was very hard to find pictures but if you were able to see pictures there were so many people and President Trump had a held a speech and then he said we're gonna walk towards the um, Capitol Hill and let our voices be heard peacefully and in no way or shape or form he asked for violence or anything, even, um, yeah, peaceful. He mentioned peaceful many times in his tweets and everything. But people went to the Capitol Hill and then at one point people broke in. There's a lot of people that ha are talking about what exactly happened, who was involved. I think that the people that broke laws should always be prosecuted. but we should also not have double standards. I condemn violence always. I've always done that. There's no reason to commit violence. I actually think it's a weakness if you do that. But we were in New York City last year and for days and weeks we had riots and protests. And we were supposed to be inside, but because the mayor and the governor understood what the cause was, they supported Black Lives Matter. It was allowed because this was bigger than anything and they, this needs to be said. And I remember Governor Cuomo on TV saying, yes, yes, I understand. And then he was also talking about all the previous events. I was like, that sounds like riling up people to go out and protest, even though you tell everybody to be inside all the time. Why are you now, you know, bring that up? It's just making people more riled up. So we had all these rallies and, I mean, protests, and we had all these um, riots. And I don't think the people that did not experience it, I think the people that didn't experience it don't understand what it was like. But the people that were here were scared. It was a very scary situation. People came into your neighborhood with gloves and 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 things to break stuff and they broke into all the buildings and all the stores they looted they wrote on graffiti everywhere redistribute wealth no more whites 
residents. And we didn't know what it was, so it was very scary. And also our neighborhood is not even a white neighborhood, but they think it's a white neighborhood. And also on Twitter, I was following it and I saw people talking about going into residencies and that of course wasn't censored or banned, but people were like, yeah, we need to take back what's ours and we need to redistribute and for everything happened in back in the day, slavery. Um, so when I was looking at the lives, um, you know, the um, tags of New York or Soho looting or whatever, or I don't even know what it exactly was the hashtag, but I, it didn't make me feel safe. So we all took precautions, our neighbors and even the local um, security guys that are armed, they were like, yeah, you can come to us if it gets dangerous. And actually these people are African-American. So um, yeah, they, they weren't so happy with the situation either. And then we went to um, this situation January 6th. But last year, all the riots, and still in Portland, Seattle, we still have riots, we still have issues. They break into uh, official government, official buildings, people that they chase the mayor after the mayor, Ted Wheeler, and they don't speak outrage about it the way they do about President Trump. And um, I haven't, I don't understand. You should speak our, you should speak out on both issues. Both things went too far. Many people were killed. One person killed is too many. But just because it was the Capitol right now, Capitol Hill building, which is the people's building, you can't have a different idea than when it's a people's building in Portland or somewhere else, or that they take over whole streets and terrorize the neighbors. You have to, if you want to treat everybody equal, as equals, you have to also treat the incidents as equal. This was the first in big incident with the, with um, Trump supporters. Some say that doors were open. Some say Antifa was involved. I'm sure that the investigations will show what was going on. But um, also, I see all your chats, but I'm just going to continue my story and then later on ask questions. If you really want something covered, send me a super chat and then um, I will cover it live on air. But the January 6th happened and because the people that the elites, the people that run the country, they suddenly felt threatened. They kind of felt how I felt, but now it was a different story. Now everybody needs to be outraged. The president needs to be banned. He incites violence. And I was like, now you know how I felt last year. And why is it, why do they think it's worse when it's the people's building than neighborhoods where people live? Why is it worse? No, it's not. It's all bad. It's equally bad. And um, I think that, that we need to treat, treat it as such. And, but the reaction to what happened was way out of control because they banned President Trump from all the social media. And they said he incited violence. But I checked the tweets that he sent and also the speech. He said peaceful. 
and yeah, he could have maybe knew that I knew that this was probably going to happen, that they wanted people to, you know, cause issues that then the other side would use against um, um, Trump because they were all very quick to react and respond and ban him from everywhere, even YouTube, Twitter, what else? Um, yeah, everywhere. But it's the president of the United States. He is the legitimate, duly elected president until January 20th. And they all scream, ban him, ban him. But now he's banned. Now they're all worried because they don't know what he's going to do. Apparently, one of the stories was that they let the doomsday plane with all the... Yeah, it's if there's a something doomsday... No, if there's an... Apparently, if there's a nuclear threat, then they send up the doomsday plane and the doomsday plane becomes a control room for the president. Okay. That's uh, At least that's what I got from it. Okay, so apparently that was in the air and maybe that scared people. But normally, President Trump is tweeting what he's going to do, what he's thinking, and now he's off the air. So a lot of people seem to be really going crazy and are calling for a 25th Amendment, which is a way to get the president out of office based on mental um, instability. Um, impeachment, of course, started. Sometimes even by people that actually did say things to rile up people in previous rallies and protests of their own. They, of course, don't get as many people to the rally as Trump, but still, it's planting those seeds. And... Kamala Harris is one of them. Nancy Pelosi is one of them. They ask, why are there mo not more um, uprisings in on the streets? Or maybe they will be there. That's actually what Nancy Pelosi said. Kamala Harris said, they will not let down. They won't stop. The protests won't stop. It was at the um, Stephen Colbert show. And a lot of these people, they're now the first to say, let's ban him. Let's impeach him. And I think it's such a double standard that it's unbelievable. Why are they allowed to do it? Why weren't those tweets from the Soho looting and all the, you know, I keep showing the photo book. We made a little photo book out of it with all the pictures and we show it to everybody that wasn't here, that has a big mouth. And then when they see the pictures, like, what? I didn't see this on the mainstream media. I'm like, yeah, there you go. You don't see this on the mainstream media because this is not what they want you to see. But there was about $9 billion of damage since last year, the riots. 25 people died. And um, it's been a terrible uprising that brought nothing but negativity. It will not help the cause. It was, even if they hope they, it will, it won't. Because with this negativity, nothing gets done. Positivity will bring good things. And also, if you look back in the 60s, when there were protests the ones that were most powerful were like the sit-ins for instance in these diners where only white people were allowed to go and not black people and then these black kids they they sat there and just sit in and just like we feel like we are allowed to be here because this was not violence this was just a way to protest and it was very powerful actually one of them uh is a supporter of president trump so Actually, a lot of African-Americans are supporting President Trump. You don't really see it on the news. But when all this happened, one thing I did was I watched all the 
the RNC, the Republican National Convention again. It's four days. It's on YouTube. You can watch it too. If you feel down, just watch what everybody was saying. And then you get back into the zone and like, okay, we need to, this is how I feel. We need to just continue building America, whatever happens. And we cannot, yeah, we just have to keep going. You cannot just sit in a corner and cry, accept the situation, deal with it. Because also, President Trump and his team, I also hear people talking about we have evidence and stuff. If evidence is not presented and if we cannot see what's going on, then nothing changes. And President Biden is, I mean, Biden is now president-elect and the Senate in America on January 5th lost two seats, Republican seats. So now the Democrats will be in charge. They'll have a slight majority with Kamala Harris as the vice president. And that is the situation. But with the social media companies and all that, that's something we have power into make a stand and just be like, we're going to not accept this. And then if you spread your uh, presence on different websites, they lose their power. And Twitter stocks have been going down. Um, they think they can ban a lot of conservative voices. They didn't only ban President Trump. They also banned a lot of people that are supporters. Not even for um, inciting violence. It's also sometimes that they have a different idea of the reality. Because normally everybody has a different view on the world. It's, it's healthy to have discussions. But Twitter doesn't accept it anymore. And you also saw other media companies like Instagram. They really want to force, even before the elections, they want to force the conversation in their direction. It's when you post something, even if President Trump posted something about something he's doing as the president in the White House, it would say underneath, President uh, Joe Biden is the, is the elected uh, president. Like, it's not even about that in this post. Why do you post it? So it's all, they, they don't want, they just want to be a platform, but they act like an editor and a publish, publisher. But legally, they're not even, they can do whatever at the moment because they have the protection from Section 230. But in the meantime, they're still acting like a publisher, which, so they can do whatever they want. And what's sad is that the Republicans had the majority in the Senate. They could have done something about it. But now they lost the majority in the Senate. Now it's going to be very hard. I don't see the Democrats. They like this. They like. They think it's right to ban the president of the United States. The other people, pre other people that say worse things, or doesn't matter because they're saying it for their own cause. But the president is against their cause, so he has to go. But the leader of Iran was still on there, and. Um, yeah, that, that's the situation now with the censorship. I don't know how you felt, but on... So on Wednesday, this all happened. President Trump was saying, peaceful, stay peaceful. We had all these people in there. Apparently, Nancy Pelosi's office was also um, opened up. And this happened right at the moment when they were voting for to accept the electoral votes. 
and some people wanted to object and at the when they were at uh, with talking about Arizona that's when this all happened they had to run out and they wanted to object but then there were a few people um that said they were going to object senators republicans and then when they came back they didn't talk about the the information and the, the proof of this uh, and why they want to object but they talked about only it's so bad this is so bad i cannot in good conscience vote to object this was kelly Lufler. she lost the republican seat as senator um warnock is now um the senator of georgia and ossoff who beat purdue and i think that it looked like it was kind of staged, like they were so happy they didn't have to go into the details of the objections. And some people were like, yeah, just don't continue with the, all the objections. It takes too long with because at every stage you have to object and then have all senators give a reason why object or not. And maybe it wasn't going to be voted for objection anyway. Well, at that point, maybe... Um, you could have that the Senate voted to object, but then the House would never vote to object. So if one chamber does object and the other doesn't, then it just gets um, thrown out, the objection. So it wasn't going to win, but at least people could hear the, 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 the proof and objections, and that would have helped the country heal and come together. But then they were saying, no, what happened here? We need to just, you know, stop doing this. And then some people on social media, like Twitter, were going after people that objected. Like, for instance, um, Senator Hawley. And Hawley is also coming out with a book about big tech censorship. The next day, the publishing house announced that they're not going to continue to publish it. So he's being cancel cultured. And he's being canceled. Because they're going after you. Now they won that part. And it's not like they're going to stop. No, they're going to continue. You're going to be deplatformed. You're going to be banned. You're not going to have an income because you did something bad. Even though it's the constitution, he's allowed to do this. He has constituents. He's allowed. He's actually supposed to do this. And even though three states didn't want to certify it, Mike Pence, we didn't talk about him anymore, uh, any... Uh, we didn't talk about Mike Pence yet, but he came out just before going into the Capitol that he was not going to object and he's not going to send back the slate to the states to discuss which slate to accept because some states sent two slates of electoral votes. And if he did that, then the state would have decided but he didn't want to do that. Some say he was allowed to do that. Others say, no, it's probably the first time. He doesn't we be doesn't want to be the first one and doesn't want to set a president precedent so he didn't do it and then people were upset when they were marching towards the capitol hill because mike pence um was letting president trump down but he continued with the whole voting and then at the end there was a video of someone putting something in the hands of Mike Pence, and some say it's a coin, and some say it is has to do with something that people get in the uh, was it Mason Mason Freemasons Freemasons something I don't know if that was it, but 
um, they put some uh, one senator put something in his hand, and the votes were accepted. So Joe Biden was the president elect. But people feel if half the country doesn't feel like this was all done fair fairly. You have a problem. And at the moment, they didn't do anything. Also, the other side doesn't do anything to heal the country and to bring them together and to say, you know what? I know you don't understand or you don't believe it. We're going to do a recount. We're going to show everything. No, they just say, shut up. We won. Let's move on. And if you say one thing, we're going after you. So going back to Senator Hawley, he's talking like, and also other senators that didn't really that maybe let down the the constituents like uh, Lindsey Graham. He was actually, people at an airport were going after him, speaking to him like, why did you do that? You know it's not right. You know it's not right. But he said on Twitter, oh, you, can't, you shouldn't ban the president. That's bad. That's a bad um, thing. This is only going to bring bad stuff. And because people are, a big portion of the country, probably half of the country, they think there's something going on. Even Democrats, they don't think it was totally fairly done. And also with the elections in Georgia, you saw a spike in the votes, just like you saw with the states that were in question with the other um, side. They want, they just want answers. So why don't you give it to them? Because now you're going to have people be upset. And then you also ban their leader. So they feel there's nowhere to release that shock or anger or... So they're looking for other platforms or they're looking to other things and that's not good. I always say, why am I against censorship? Is I want to really see and hear what that person has to say. I want to see it so I know who I'm dealing with. Whether I don't agree with it or not, it says a lot about that person. And then I can take measures to make sure that I protect myself from that person that says that those things. If you ban everything, do you think that people will shut up, that those thoughts will just disappear? No, they will. People will, it will build up and they have no release. And maybe Twitter was a release, um, I said it, release pressure valve is that how you say it where just steam comes off and then they just tweeted some stupid things and then they're acting normal in normal life but if they don't have an outlet they will go either to dark sites or um they will build up and and that's not a good thing where people all feel upset and feel like they're not going to be able to release their tension that's why i have this chat so we can all have a place where we just uh, let that steam off and just talk to each other for a little bit. What I notice is that there are people saying, yes, I'm happy he's gone. There's only Nazis and he's only good for Nazis. And I'm, then I respond, okay, first of all, you really think there's 75 um, plus million people that are Nazis? Because that's the amount of people that live in America that voted for President Trump that we know of. That we know of. Or 74.2 whatever, 74 million, let's say, if you live in America and you think that Trump supporters are Nazis, then, yeah, I understand that you live in fear because they're everywhere. But 
the reality is that maybe a small percentage is causing issues. Just like at the Capitol, there were a million plus people and there were a few people that did bad things. They should be prosecuted if everything was against the law. And that's also another thing I want to say. Two years ago, there was a protest for Me Too. They all invaded the people's house, the Capitol. They even went to chase certain senators and got in their faces to talk about um, their passion, Me Too, women's rights, my body, my choice, that stuff. The only difference was there wasn't any, there weren't any snipers that appeared from nowhere and shot a woman dead. That didn't happen. Then there's also people that are saying, where was the police? Why was the National Guard there? When Black Lives Matter was there, there was a lot of police. There was a lot of National Guard. That's a good question. The why that's a good question is, um, first of all, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had a speech again, and they were talking about color again and about Black Lives Matter. Like, you know that if it were different people there, they would have had a different treatment. I'm like, someone died. People were injured in total they talking about five people that died some they say that three are not related to this event it was just at the rally they had health issues maybe because they weren't allowed to bring water to the inside area because of safety issues um we don't know we only know about one woman and nobody says her name and please can someone type her name so we all know uh, Babbitt was her name, I believe. Ashley or something. Maybe I'm wrong. But I didn't write down her, her exact name. But there was also a police officer who died. And maybe there, you can maybe type both names in so everybody knows. Just... Uh, I, w I wasn't focused on it. I was looking for modern-day dictators. A list of modern-day dictators. Uh, to check if they were on Twitter. So Erdogan is on Twitter. Uh, Assad is on Twitter. Uh, Khomeini is on Twitter. And they are not banned. Yeah, I Apparently know. Apparently their message is... Ashley Babbitt, yes. And uh, can you also write down the, the... So the woman who was killed with one shot. And Dirk, you heard the... You watched the... Rewatched the whole video, the live video... It was actually an accident, right? They weren't planning to, of shooting her, even though they shoot her. No, they shot. They shot to kill. They shot to kill. Yeah, it looks like it. The guy is aiming at her. Yet she was trying to walk in. The guy can clearly see that she's a. Well, she's not. She wasn't super intimidating. She, but she she walks in. He aims. He takes the time to aim, and he shoots her. Okay. I don't know. I you. We both, nobody knows if, for example, there were senators in the back or uh, if they were defending someone. You, you don't know the backstory, but um, if she was the only one to come in there, there were a couple of people uh, waiting for them. Uh, but they looked, like they looked like snipers, right? They were in full gear. No, no the guy gear. who shot was uh, the guy in front of her, not in the back. The, the guy with... Uh, they had machine guns. They walked back, and she was shot with a handgun. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
but they looked shocked afterwards. I didn't really watch it well because I just thought it was a horrible story. I don't want anybody. But I thought it was a flashbang. A guy, a guy's screaming, "Oh, it's just a flashbang, just a flashbang!" And then he looks at the at the woman, and she's on the ground. Uh, the police that th- th- there was a bunch of it seems like riot police or something like that or SWAT, and they were uh, next to the Trump supporters, but they were walking away from them. They were like, okay, it seems to be clear, and there are more police on the other side of the door that they were breaking that the woman was trying to get through. Um, And the guy on the other side of the door, he shoots her, so the police comes back, the riot police, and they're like, what the hell's going on? That's when the guy says, oh, it's flashbangs, just a flashbang, everything's okay. And then they see the woman laying on the ground and like, fuck, what the beep happened. Yeah, but also nobody talks about defund the police and police uh, violence and everything. They only use those things when it fits their narrative. But let's go back to the security question about the, 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 that there was no security and that basically everybody could just walk in. It wasn't crazy. And also that the people that started, there's a video that someone breaks in and uh, they're mega supporters, Trump supporters, they're pulling people away from the windows to not do that. But also... If the Me Too people are allowed to safely go in there, why aren't the Trump supporters allowed to go in there? But the day before, the mayor of Washington, D.C. was saying that she was, uh, you know, warning for violence. If you know that there's violence, why don't you let extra police go to the to the Capitol Hill? But then there's other stories where they say that she told them to stand down. And it would look very easy. Everybody could just go in. But... And yeah, so we will hear more about that. It was definitely not a good uh, incident. It shouldn't have happened. We don't know why and how. We will hear more about it. But the reaction, that's something we could talk about. It's not normal. And they have to say the same thing towards all the violence and riots that are happening, still happening in Portland and other places. Seattle, New York City, that has happened in the past. It's quiet now for now, so that's great. But people died. People were scared. It's just as bad. We And, and if you condemn one and don't condemn the other, but just rile them up, both sides, it will cause friction, more divisiveness within the country. So I hope what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris do right now they say that everybody says, the, the, the Congress says, they are the duly elected president. Like, why are they? They should be sending a message of healing. President Trump will be out of office in 10 days. Stop doing this impeachment. Stop doing that. You won. You have the Senate. You have Congress. You have the House of Representatives. You have the presidency. Kamala is your vice president. You're going to the White House. Donald Trump, only two, 10 more days. Why are you not just enjoying and celebrating on the streets and talking about all the future plans? Why do you keep talking about President Trump? It's like he's in their head. He he lives in their head rent-free, as they say here. And someone said on Twitter, I think it was Michael Malice, who said, now you will see how people deal with TDS when the T is out of the equation. So... What are they going to be outraged about now? You banned him. You cannot talk about him anymore. But impeaching him will only 
the people that need to accept you as a president and so that the people in the neighbors and communities are going to continue their lives, they won't, they don't like it that you're going to impeach. You won. He's going out of office. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? He will leave. He said that. And so I don't understand why Nancy Pelosi and all those people are so afraid and sound so scared and so keep talking about dictatorship and what they're doing actually. And I don't even know if they realize it. Candace always pointed this out. They're making Donald Trump a living martyr, a living hero. And they feel like he's being uh, attacked. He cannot defend himself. So what is going to happen? You tell me. People will not like it. People are not allowed to talk about it with each other. People are at home. They're not allowed to travel. They're not allowed to ha to get together in churches or the normal places where you have these conversations. What's going to happen? Or is this the purpose of it all? That we're not allowed to sit together, talk about it. We need The thought of President Trump needs to be completely eradicated. The history will show there's President Trump was a dictator and that's it. What, what do you want? But then I saw this video of previous Attorney General of the United States, Eric Holder, who is, uh, was under Obama, the AG. He said, I love Michael, of Michael, Michelle Obama. I love Michelle Obama. And was, was that a genuine accent? It was just genuine action. Michelle, I love Michelle Obama. My wife and her are like very friendly. Um, which makes Barack and me uncomfortable. That's what he said. Look up the video. And he says that, she always says, when they go low, we go high. And he said, no, when they go low, we kick them. And then I stopped the video. I was like, okay, I've heard enough. You are, that's, if you won, what more do you want? But that's the thing. The problem with these people is it's never enough. They won. Why don't you go celebrate and leave us alone? Let us do our thing. Or I'm just talking now uh, in general with all the Trump supporters, millions of people. But they want to eradicate their thought process. They, they don't want them to be happy with President Trump. Because they were all living a very happy life. They were all very positive, happy. But if you cannot just enjoy your success, but you still are focused on someone that is already down... And you want to hurt them even more and his followers, then you're not a happy person. So I think it's a sign of weakness. I don't know how you feel. I see Marlon, you're saying the Dems want to completely destroy his hip reputation and the memory of his presidency. So in the future, we will be the ones to, um, we will make history. The problem we have these days with internet is that and that's something i hate i love books but since we all write everything on walls on facebook and all these social media companies we leave a trace but if the social media company doesn't like you anymore they can just remove everything and then everything you wrote all your legacy is gone all your pictures this is what happened to Brandon Strzok, who started the walkaway campaign. He had a Facebook page. He says they're still trying to get it back. But on his Facebook page, he had a lot of um, people sending in video, video testimonies about how they walked away from the Democrat campaign uh, party. 
thousands of videos and testimonies. They're all gone. But that means that history is erased. And that's the problem we have these days with... Uh, I have to turn down... That's the problem we have with history these days. That and and uh, everything on being on the internet is. I said the future historians are going to have a hard time figuring this time period out because. All they will see is what, the social media companies will allow them to see. And everything else will be erased. I think compared to the past or the f- past fifty years, I think. I grew up where they took pictures of me as a baby and then they would make a photo album and we would keep it in uh, our bo- on our bo- bookshelf and it will stay there forever and then you could inherit it and now it's online and then when you have a new phone a lot of pictures are gone and you maybe have it on a on a USB stick but if you don't if you lose it or you don't back it up you know you can lose it so what we're trying to do is make a book, a photo album of every year of the pictures of things to make sure that we keep history going. And that's another tip I can give you. But I also think um, what we need to do now is to prepare yourself that people can erase you. They want to erase you and your history and your talk and your thoughts and your quotes. So make sure you start backing up and printing pictures and printing stories or just putting it on different um, hardware, how do you say that? Um, platforms. Platforms or, um, yeah, I'm not technical with that, but just, you know, hard drive separate, you know, just to make sure that your kids or your the future generation won't lose it. It's actually makes me it's one of the things i worry the most about in the future and it's not even climate change but it's just our generation the future will have so little to look back on and that's really scary to think of we um see all your comments everybody's talking to each other again i'm i'm still continuing my story i sometimes see something if you really want to talk to me that's a super chat it's great um Going back, so what's happening right now? The president is banned from different platforms. There's an exodus of they ban people, conservative voices. And I'm not a conservative voice. I'm just a, you know, with a sane mind, balanced, neutral in the middle voice, I think. But it's not even extreme people, but they call them already. For them, they're so left, they're so... They want their thought process. That's the only one that's right. That everything outside of that is considered extreme right wing. But they move, uh, they they are raised. I don't think these companies understand the power of the people. That if we all leave, that they lose income stream. And Twitter will be something from the past. We've had it in the Netherlands in the past. We had a website called Hives. Even MySpace, we had it in America. You sometimes have, if you make the wrong mistake or the wrong decision, it can be the end of your platform. So is this what we're seeing? Is Twitter dying? Or are we going to see that Twitter will survive and will be a safe house, a safe place for only vulnerable people that talk the way they want to talk and there's no conversation. It's just a little place for them 
Hi, Vivo. Thanks so much for your sticker. Um, yeah, what do you think? Is it going to be, is tw Twitter going to survive? On the other hand, we see platforms like Gab, Parler growing. But Google and Apple were very upset about that. And they banned the app from Parler right away from the App Store. You can still go on there uh, just through your browser. But it's just making it more difficult. But people were signing up and the website was overloaded. The other one, Gab, was uh, part, they were canceled years ago. Um, they're considered extreme right-wing speech, but I've never experienced it. I'm on there as well. I think people are very uh, decent, normal conversations. But because they had this cancel culture going on, and they were being banned from everything. Even, I believe, Visa was banning the, the developer, the people behind it, to use Visa for that. And But in the end, they survived. The good thing right now is they have their own servers. So what we see with Parler is there are some... Um, most famous names are on there, but I see a lot of them also going to Gap now because they realize that Parler is on servers of Amazon, and Amazon is also questioning if they want to support it. But Gab is, uh, has, uh, again, has their own servers, and also some people are worried about safety of their information on Parler. I'm on both. I'm spreading my chances, um, the app that gets me the most interaction, and also the more people are somewhere I'm, I'm funding. I just joined Gab TV, so I will be also broadcasting there. Uh, my video is going to be on BitChute, and yeah, Dirk is going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, people say Gap is slow, but I think Gap is slow for two reasons. Because people are jumping on like crazy right now, and because I think something big is going to happen there. And they also just launched their uh, video service. Yeah, so I joined them, and that way I pay them, and I'm also funding it. So it's uh, funded by the people using it, so there's no interests outside that's how i view it but there's also other things there's something like cloud hub some people are on telegram um signal there's all these different we're realizing that for instance facebook owns instagram and whatsapp we're using those apps a lot and this has woken up a lot of people you see a lot of activity on uh, different platforms some platforms are overwhelmed like Dirk said where you have to just deal with it right now you're in this together and you need to just have a little patience. Someone said it very well. Uh, it's not going to be easy anymore. There, It's going to be a cat and mouse game for now. They don't like your opinion, even though it's very normal, healthy American thought process or Dutch patriot. And then it's nothing. You basically want to do well for everybody. But some people really feel like they're not... Um, they need other people to be superior or better or brought up, even though the patriots want everybody to do well in their own country and just, you know, family first, community first, country first. But they don't like that. So it's going to be a cat and mouse game for a little bit. But I'm like, I'm going to, you know, uh, spread my chances. I'm going to just go on all these platforms, see what works best. If it doesn't work, don't say right now it doesn't work. Just send maybe an email or, or maybe give people tips how to improve. I know if there's more money involved, they can have hire more developers to make the experience better. 
Twitter, when it started, wasn't that easy to use either. Um, and then the bigger they got, the more people got involved, the better it became. So it's just, you're part of the process. It's kind of nice. We're all on this roller coaster ride of these, all these new, um, yeah, a lot is happening on social media. Just try to support the other networks. So the, the YouTube is still, in my opinion, the best for streaming that nobody else can offer the, the services they do at the moment, or you have to take care of it yourself, but it's way too expensive. So the, the goal now is to get you stream on YouTube yes. because you have the interaction and everything. And after the stream, uh, the podcast will go live uh, on the different platforms. Um, the video will go onto uh, Rumble, um, BitChute, uh, Gap Video, Gap TV, and Odyssey. So uh, Rumble, BitChute, and Gap TV uh, already has the... Three most recent videos on there, and Odyssey uh, will be set up uh, next. Um, so, if you rewatch your video or if you share a link of something uh, to somebody, just try to share it from one of those platforms instead of uh, from YouTube. Okay. Well, Hank, thank you so much for your question. And you're saying, I'm more concerned about us picking the wrong platform. Parler did not start out as free speech platform and it's very centralized. Gab is better. Um, at the moment, when Gab is working, I like Gab better. Just the way it looks, it feels a little bit like what we are used to with Facebook and Twitter. I hope they continue this. Um, they have the same issues as Twitter had in the beginning. Twitter yeah. would go down every now and then. And, and Parler has such a terrible interface, especially on a computer. I feel it's very American. It's very old. Um, it's like 15 years back in time. Yeah, but everything in America is kind of 15 years back in time. But it also gives us, feel. it feels traditional. Um, we also still work with checkbooks here to pay bills. And uh, I know the people in Europe, they have these machines and they put a card in and they make a payment or they even can just scan with their phone and it's much more advanced. But here it's, uh, so I feel parlors more traditional. But CloudHop, I just signed up. Maybe that's interesting, and maybe there's going to be new ones. Let us know what you feel What what in the future. The coming uh, live streams will talk more about this. It's going to be very interesting to see what is going to happen and uh, which one will win or which one people will use. People in the end really want to own their own content, that their information is safe, and that um, the one thing that Facebook did that I don't think was good is that they're starting to, um, the algorithms, they think that that's what people want. And maybe in the beginning it looks nice, like, oh, I talk about something and then I see it on Facebook as a recommendation. People actually, what's so nice about the before and with Gab is just you see the latest comment and you are exposed to different opinions and different things. And I think the healthiest thing is that Everybody can just say their thing. For instance, I see some people now, new people that are uh, on our on our live stream and I welcome them. I see someone say Trump supporters only know hate and they project, project it onto the left. You're welcome. Free speech. You can say that. That's your opinion. You're welcome to say that here. But, but a side note, they have to be decent because I put, this is, I think the first time I put somebody in timeout because they're behaving like, Little Which one was it? Was it the one that I just said? Uh, Lily? 
No, I said Venus love and beauty okay. shock. But, um, and that's the thing also with President Trump. They, they said so many bad things about him. He, ne they, he never asked for censorship or ban. He's like, I don't agree. You can say about me whatever you want. He was on covers in the most mean things, acting like he's a dictator, talking about his looks. I did a video on that, um, how bad it is. And they... They, they want to bring up Joe Biden, everybody else, and Michelle Obama. They're all the best. But Mich um, uh, Melania Trump never gets a cover anymore, Vogue, even though she had it before. Um, and he never said, I don't want them to do that. No, because it's a free country. In a real free society, you're, you can do that. And it says something about you. If you say that Trump supporters, all Trump supporters only know hate and they project it onto the left, then I'm sorry if you live in America because there's at least 100 million, maybe more people. They're everywhere. You can go to the grocery store. Maybe the person behind the, the cashier can be the, a Trump supporter. Um, you go actually all things that you, uh, people that work, a lot of them are actually Trump supporters, the small businesses. So then I understand it's very hard for you if you think that they're all hate. I don't think that um, everybody in the left hates. But what I do think is that the media is 95% left-leaning and it's all the Democrats. They have so much power and all these politicians, they feed it and they feed the news. So if that's all you hear... You, that's all you hear about President Trump. I understand that, that you have a really bad view on him. But you have to understand that if you lived in America especially, or people like Dirk, years before you had his book and he was kind of like a business mogul. He had his TV show, The, the Apprentice. He was um, always on TV, even Saturday Night Live that now always mocks him. He was always part of little sketches. They loved him. and. It was just, they hated that he was an outsider running for president. That was not supposed to be. We think it's a two system here, but it's more and more liking, looking like it's basically one party because the people that are always um, backstabbing President Trump are Mitt Romney and also John McCain in the past, and they ran for president um, and um, as a Republican against uh, the, um, against Obama. So, it all sounds that they're saying the same thing. But if the media is always saying the same thing, it's bad. It's the same as if you are on a platform that only allows pro-Trump speech. That's also not good. Because then you make him like this m most amazing hero and he doesn't do anything wrong. No, he goes to the bathroom like everybody else. And uh, he... Um, says things that you're like you shouldn't have said that like everybody else but the things that they now put on him that's what the media does and these politicians they are inciting this they are this is psychological warfare and then with the whole virus going on it's um it's adding and also they blame trump for everything if he does something this way, they blame him for it. If he does it the opposite way, they blame it, him for it. So there's always a blame game going on. And even if in other countries with the virus, um, if the same situation, 
the leader of the country doesn't get that much backlash as Trump gets. So I always look at, I'm, I'm, I've traveled a lot in my life, a lot of different cultures, a lot of different people. And I just notice if the media is, why are they so afraid of Trump? They're, he's living rent-free in their heads. Those people that have Trump derangement syndrome, they can't think about anything else. Right now, all news cycles, all newspapers, he's on the cover when he's not even on Twitter right now. And he's on every newspaper, on every cover. They all talk about him. Even if he will be impeached, they will think of something else. If he would be impeached again, if that would, and it would actually happen, that he that he is actually... Um, that the Senate approves. They need two thirds for that. The House, they will impeach, will be able to vote for impeachment, but the Senate needs two thirds. But the people that will vote for that, they will not stand a chance in a Republican. Um, then people will, you know, uh, in the, they will ask for primaries to get these people out of office. The Republicans will. Also, there are people that are leaving the Republican Party. They're like done with it. So it's very very possible that a new party starts. This is a very big moment in time. Things will change. If you think that the Trump, the people that support Trump will go away, think again. It's better to live in peace together. You won. For now, you won. Two years of time, we have another, in America, there's another Senate race. But live your life and enjoy your life and enjoy that you won. Enjoy President Biden. Enjoy Kamala Harris. And everything that's going to happen in America the coming years will be on their, you know, on their watch. And I already saw that North Korea was uh, right away saying that they're going to up their nuclear threat. Yeah, those things, you know, that's Joe Biden now. That's um, when President Trump was in office, there was no war. No war was started in the world. It was f very peaceful. A lot of peace deals happened. A lot of people see him as a peace president. Yeah, and now it's a new situation. So, but enjoy it. You know, you won. Why still think about hate? You know, or maybe it is you hate, you don't like it so much, but it's not going to go away. These people are not going to go away. They're continuing their lives. They will always be American patriots. If you want to ban them on this place or somewhere else, I'm just giving you honest information. They will not go away. They're all over everywhere in America. They're not extreme people. They're normal neighbors, normal people. They just prefer President Trump. Okay? And if you are so deranged with Trump derangement syndrome, you'll have a heart and you need to find help because it's not healthy. And then you have to be scared of everybody that you see, all your neighbors, all your people that you work with, the teacher of your children, the hairdresser, anybody could be a Trump supporter. Because that's the fact. Half of America, 75 million people voted, 74 million. Let's, you know, some said 74.2. Then you round it down to 74 million. They voted for him. They're not going to go away. Um, and most people, and also, you know, five, a few years ago, people were crying because Trump won. I... It's really sad if, especially in such a polarized world, when two candidates are running for office, if one loses. And the president, the, the Trump supporters are mourning this. And they didn't get the proof. They didn't get any, uh, re, uh, say that, audits or 
no no courts wanted to hear it not even in the senate the um, objections were heard because it only happened in the middle of the night nobody was watching it they do that by the way on purpose a lot of times where uh if something important happens that they don't really want people to see they either publish it late at friday night or um yeah it's just it's they it, they can manipulate when it's brought out so a lot of people see it or not same with president trump um and some say yeah there there's conspiracy that just just before the inauguration you know something will happen trust the plan but you know i haven't seen anything so 20th of january there will be an inauguration and then president trump said he's not going to be there so joe biden said that's probably better and um the only problem i have right now is that some people have this crazy idea that they're going to point out the senators and i want to chase them and they want to lynch them and they want lynch all the trump supporters you're going to have a hard time and these people they will just they will focus on their own business unless they're being lynched so i just would let everybody just live their own lives if you really want america to heal um also don't listen to the media because it can really make you upset when they lie about something again just focus on the people that make you feel good the people that you listen to to make you feel good just heal yourself and focus on the future and if there's a something you can do to have a big influence like for instance now going from one platform that does something that's so against american values censorship then go to next it's so crazy that even the president of mexico was saying that it was crazy that president trump was banned i thought what of everything happening the cap the capital that's even erdogan the turkish uh, you say dictator while well, he's the leader of turkey um he's on a list oh he's on a list dictators yeah. okay so he's on a list okay i don't know i have no experience with turkey so i don't know but apparently Erdogan and also from Venezuela they came out saying we're worried for what's happening in America that's such a i never thought i would experience it in the past days i really was shocked and the people that watched my dutch live said i was crying i couldn't it was so it was like i i thought i could just talk to people and just but it was so emotional and it's okay to cry sometimes and just get it off your chest but we need to move on and you need to have a time to just be like okay and the, they make it so obvious now that they want to censor people that it can also some people feel like no this is actually makes me want to move to another network this is the last push i got this was like no no they have gone too far that's what it was for me and i'm just going to um slowly transfer and really make sure that i have a lot of options in place when i spend money i'm really trying to i've said it before small businesses local people because i don't i don't want to be i don't like a world with a monopoly that one company can influence an election and also the aftermath i think is dangerous but yes i see someone quote this i i also shared this on my instagram to everyone who ever called trump a dictator a dictator can't be censored 
the one doing the censoring is the dictator. If Trump was a dictator, we would have lived in a different kind of life and we were, everything would be shut down. There would not be any social media. He would have shut it down. He didn't because he likes free speech. So and I'm still invited all the press anchors to the briefings. What do you think would happen if would have happened if Trump would have banned all of them? Because that's literally sort of what happens now with Twitter. Twitter yeah. says you cannot come in anymore. And he's been the most transparent president because Obama didn't do that many press briefings and live Twitter and stuff. So, but now they 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 but are imagine upset. Trump saying, "Okay, CNN, you're banned. Goodbye." Yeah, they would have been even more upset. They're always outraged, but he didn't do that. And he rather calls them out like you're fake news. Then and 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 maybe people are so vulnerable that don't like him that they're so vulnerable they can't take anything anymore. They're so um, emotional by that him calling people out. It's like he's not gonna lie. Uh, he's not gonna have a nice face and just say yeah it's like this and then do something else. Uh, you will, you know, when you talk to him, you you know what is going to happen. So I'm also not worried. Some people like Nancy Pelosi are like, oh, we need, she was even telling the military to get him off the nuclear code and all these things. Some people said, yeah, that's a military coup if you do that. Um, all these thoughts, they're either riling up people to, with saying those things, but I'm personally not worried because we, in the beginning, four years ago, they were scaring people saying, there's going to be a nuclear war, there's going to be a nuclear war. Well, there hasn't been any war except inside that there are um, infighting and they're um, undermining President Trump. Even it, it doesn't really, they don't care if it looks bad in the, in, on the international stage, but it, it the, the dangers came from within America and not from all over the world because President Trump has been very tough. So until January 20th, I'm very okay. I'm not, I'm not scared at all. And afterwards, then Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in charge and it's a whole different ball game. And, you know, the global globalists, the people around the world, they love them. So because everything else is going to start again, the very expensive climate deal where everybody has to pay a lot of taxes every year, extra, everything is going to cost a lot of money for something that's unsure. We don't know what the climate is going to do, but everybody has to pay for it. That's all what's going to happen. And maybe in the beginning, he will probably be like, yeah, let's give everybody $2,000 or something like that. So people feel, oh, I'm getting free money with him. He's a great president. He's going to be the best president ever. Yeah, it's just to um, tell people, you know, it's just a way to, when people get money, it makes them happy. And um, what did Dem and Gino say today? Let me know. I see someone saying that he said something today. Um... So, yes, what happened? The Republicans and Democrats called out that what happened at the Capitol was not okay. They should have just stayed there or been invited or and didn't ransack uh, Nancy Pelosi's office. Um, you know, it was unnecessary. Um, we will hear who was involved. In a way, it's also a double standard. I, I, I don't approve of it, but when they break into her house... It's a huge issue when they break into other people's houses and other people's businesses. She literally couldn't care less. She was 
No, mm. yeah, you have to understand. Same with de Blasio. I remember when with the riots in uh, New York that he was here. He was so close by, two blocks away. And he went to the peaceful protest in Union Square. And at the same time, people were looting uh, Soho. So I tweeted to him, I believe, saying, why don't you come to drive two blocks down to Soho? You'll see what's happening. But he d he knew what was happening and he just let it happen. I think he just thought it was like redistribute wealth. Also, the other thing that Dirk saw that was crazy was the day after, after the looting, all those stores were... No, some of those stores were, it looked like they were restocking. That is crazy. And there were some local people at the supermarket saying, yeah, this was all planned and stuff. This is not what I'm saying. Um, this is what other people are saying that live here or work here, that what they say. And it was just some strange things happening. And I don't know if it ever happens. And I also want to say this one thing that everybody always talks about, that Donald Trump said when the looting starts, the shooting starts, that it's something bad, that the police will shoot people. No. What really happened, this is what I think he meant. This is just how he interprets someone's words. But how I interpret it is how I experienced it, that when they started looting, criminals came in and they started shooting. So people were shooting each other. There were people injured. There's no police involved. It was just these people shooting each other to get the loot. We also have pictures of that. So all these situations. We have a picture of the shooting specifically. No, because not the that shooting. was one block down from us. But yeah. it happens, uh, our neighbors saw it. So they, um, we know that that happened, but they didn't care that, that they were going into my friend's house uh, building, that they were breaking in, that they have young children, that uh, they, the children were worried. And then one day it was like not even six, because we thought the next days the Blasio didn't want to do um, curfew. We were like, okay, um, we'll walk the dog earlier so we can lock up and do all the safety things inside just before... Light, um, sun goes down so we were sitting outside with our friends at six o'clock and we saw these big guys with gloves coming in like 20 30 there was no police and we felt very threatened but thankfully the they were today it was kids yeah mainly kids and the third day it was just organized crime but it, it also didn't have anything to do with Black Lives Matter or protests or whatever. This no, was just an excuse. But yeah. the police was told not to do anything and to be tough on the protesters that were actually protesting at the peaceful protest. But the other people that were taking advantage of everything, the police the police told us, yeah, we're not allowed to. Normally they would shut down all the streets because all these cars, these big Mercedes and even what was it, a Bentley or something? Or a Rolls Royce came up and... Rolls Royce, Bentleys, yeah, everything. Yeah, to take the loot and then drive off. And normally the police would put cars in front of all the streets so they couldn't get away. And this was happening for a few days. Every night, the same thing. And these cars would come and they would loot another store even more. And they would drive off. So the police was really demoralized. And then they also get this whole this stuff on top of it with the defund the police. So they were like, we're going to retire... Uh, we feel unappreciated. And what we see right now in New York City is that we have a lot of crime happening. I saw another um, hairdresser post a, a story on New York Post that this crazy man went on a, on a... He went with a bat, with a baseball bat, just injuring people and started in Tribeca, the station subway station injuring people and then even hijacking a car 
Um, and the person that was in the car that was just waiting there just had to get out of the car. And then he took the car, the car jacked the car, or car jacked. And then he went somewhere else. And then he started also hitting people with a baseball bat. And this woman, he was like, please ask for funds for this woman. She was attacked out of the blue. But these are the people also that support, I'm not saying this person specifically, because I don't know, but a lot of these people that are, uh, they don't understand it. If they supported and understood what happened, they probably weren't here. But if you the defund the police, this is the result. We see the crime. We see the homeless everywhere, homelessness. We see many more just people on the streets that are being attacked. And it's really sad. And this didn't happen in New York City before. This is what you do. When, this is what happens with, when you demoralize the police. And this is what the mayor did. And... He has never even come to see Soho or check on it or um, be outspoken on it um, the way he was about other things. But here, people live here too with families and kids, also for minorities, people that um, they also, their lives matter too. And yeah, but unfortunately what New York happens in New York City right now is that you have to be extra careful. There are crazy people, police is not as active, doesn't, a lot of people um, quit their job. They, a uh, 1 billion slash of the funds. We also have that um, the, the, the laws are much lo looser. So a criminal can, you know, be arrested. And then an hour later they're out again and they do it again. And you know, they want to give a second chance, third chance, it's all much. So they don't care. They keep doing this. So, and this woman apparently is very injured and I feel for her, but I'm like, if you, the police, there's always a few police officers that are maybe just like with uh, what happened at the Capitol was a small group, even with the Black Lives Matter was, there's some groups that uh, cause trouble and the rest is 99% mostly peaceful. But the police wants to get rid of those bad cops the most. So that, that's like they don't want those people working for them. They don't like that. So um, they're the first to... to uh, you can't just blame all cops. And I think in general, in the, you know, for a society and a community to be safe, you need cops that can do their work safely and also that they're not being used to enforce crazy draconian measures but just um, let them do the regular job of um, going through neighborhoods see if there's someone trying to break in or like what they used to do but not going to check in someone's house if there are a lot of people there because someone just decided to have a new law which happened in Europe, actually, in the Netherlands, where there's this law that you can only have... Or it's not even law. It's just a rule, suddenly, that you can only have two people from outside your family in your house. And if there's more, then your neighbors can snitch, uh, snitch on you. And um, the police comes with seven people in your house to check on uh, if you have... how many people you have in your home. That's, I don't think that's what a police needs to do because that's crazy. But the normal, you know, crime and stuff, you need to support the police. Because unfortunately, New York City too, the most vulnerable people like this woman who was by herself apparently and these neighborhoods that were, you know, that need support from the police to keep it safe, they are suffering the most because the rich people can uh, get security guards 
but the poor people cannot do that. So they have to def defend themselves. So it's, I'm really, it breaks my heart to see where this is going. And it's just undermining everything. What I noticed is that a lot of times they say things, these people of things they want to achieve by doing things that are actually achieving the opposite. So let me know what you think. Um, I see someone talk about Italy. Um, we don't know about Italy. Uh, the media is just too powerful, social media, and we need to inform our friends, inform our families, read up on everything, question everything. Don't take it for the truth when someone says it's someone you look up to. Just listen to it like, oh, this sounds pretty good. I'm going to double check it. I'm going to research it. When I say something, I don't want you to... I wanna, don't want to make a decision for you. I want you, this is a place to just let your thoughts flow, some information you found, but you need to make up your own opinion. That's the only way you can live a good life and make good decisions. And yes, I also see that the mass emergency broadcast system can be used by the president. Someone's talking about that. It's um, all the major carriers need to comply with that. And it's very quiet right now. I don't know in the meantime that we have been talking if there's any news, but so far the news has been, you know, that Trump is banned. So we, there's nothing to be deranged about anymore or be upset about or to talk about. Uh, and the conservatives, all we're talking about is to help each other get on different networks. On my social media, I also compared it to World War II. I am originally from the Netherlands and my grandparents were um, living in World War II. And you've heard stories and also in history lessons, we learned these things. For instance, that the resistance had, they were not allowed to, everything was censored. They were not allowed to talk about uh, things. And they had this resistance newsletter that it was very dangerous to spread it and then people would risk their lives to just spread it under the people. Of course, there wasn't internet yet, but, and in the end, the resistance won, but that's at least how history tells us, of course, but we, um, the resistance found ways to communicate with each other. So if you think you can censor Trump, Trump is out there already. And he's built a base and the more you ban him, the more his fan base will grow. So again, you're doing something that you think is going to achieve something, but actually you're achieving the opposite. He will become more popular. His voice will be spread more. More people will pay attention. More people will go on different platforms. So everything you think you want to stop, you're actually encouraging it. And I hope everybody's just smart and just you know, deals with their own lives and just, you know, come together on these other platforms. Yeah, it could be that um, Hank is saying about what is Trump going to do? I do think he's going to go to a different platform. It could be that it's Gab. Um, if he chooses a platform to as his main thing, that would explode, of course. But... Like you're saying, Hank, you're also saying that it could be that he works together with them or maybe he wants to build his own platform or maybe he wants everybody to just have 
like a white house platform that just spreads the messages to the social media of the other countries and that and nobody is allowed to delete it because it's the president of the united states um right now at the moment um the president is banned that means that the big tech is more powerful than pre the president of the united states that's a big deal a lot of people are shocked about that and i think the people that are now celebrating don't understand that this can affect themselves also because now they think i'm on the right side but if they about something else um for instance you're against bullfighting but suddenly the 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 company that you always tweet about it likes bullfighting which of course is terrible but then you post things against it then they ban you and then you're like oh my god what happened then you understand but the same as when you come into a situation where there's terror like the looting here you then realize and all these people here they were all talking about getting a gun when there's peace and there's a lot of police you feel safe and you don't have to think about it but if war starts or suddenly there's a lot of looting and destruction happening you start you have to think about these things people start thinking about these things so i understand a lot of people that have not been through war or through these situations that they're talking about uh again you know against guns or against um trump or but if you are going through this censorship yourself or these traumatizing uh events you then understand you've you've you, it can change you it changed me and history is being written by the ones who win that's why it's so important for us to spread our wings spread our information and then other people can make uh, their own up their own opinion we need to teach people that's what we need to teach kids in school we should not teach them to you know this is the way to behave this is the way um, you know some values but this is this is the way to think that's not what we should teach them we should give them the tools to learn to discover things themselves to that they become their own voice we are all talking about what dresses they have to wear and if they want to be a girl or boy but what about their head what about their brain we need to teach kids to develop their brain so they can become their own person and not just by the way they look but also by the way they think they should be free free thinkers and um someone's saying january 19th is national popcorn day i'm sure that's just a coincidence mark you're saying hi lonica no disrespect to new york city this is a wonderful city however in the current climate it's not ideal so your idea of moving would be beneficial for your boat i would consider moving to michigan um i want a very patriotic area where people just care for each other nice community i like four seasons so i don't i i like it that it's cold in the winter and i like fall and i like springtime the summer i'm not very good with hot weather but um so if people have suggestions or nice houses please send them to me through email or um, even if it's like a rental or whatever, or you have someone that has a house, you know, we need to have a backup for when sh shit hits the fan again. Um, I told you we have a car already because last time we didn't have a car and we felt very stuck here and we were like, we want to be able to leave. So we did that, but, um, 
a destination where we can stay safe with my dog and my husband. And I I'm, promise you we'll be very clean and organized. So no worries for damage. But yeah, we're, we're looking into moving somewhere else. And I've been to a lot of places for my work, but I've never lived somewhere else than New York City. And I've been here in this area for 15 years and I wanted to stay, but the mentality has changed and it's so extreme that, and I have grown as a woman and grown as a person that I, the moment you get married, I think that's also something if you have married life and just, you start valuing those family values and you know, loyalty and just simple life. And in New York City, it can be very hectic. Right now it's quiet, but it's um, the mentality and the, and the things, it's just very, can be very extreme. And it's just, I want simple life. Conservative communities. Yes, I, I'm also going to watch the show. I'm just going to also prepare, like I said, I'm spreading my chances on platforms i have packed a bag i'm telling you i packed a bag i just in case i feel uncomfortable or i feel like the mayor cannot take care of the city or it's not safe i will leave um yeah so we can i think it's always good to be prepared for disasters and hopefully it doesn't happen but always prepare for the worst and hope for the best Yes. Oh, yeah. In the Netherlands, they have also elections. And we're also, my, my Dutch friends and I were already worried about these elections. going to be also very, you know, they also have mail-in ballots now. They have more days voting, which never happens. going to be a disaster. I also uh, going to do a show uh, about that. And... You know, to inform my American friends about the Dutch situation, but also live streams um, in Dutch and English about talking about it. And yeah, what voting systems will the Netherlands use? Is it Dominion? Let me see. Are there other questions, Dirk, or things that people talked about that I should cover? No, to be honest, I've been looking into syncing everything to odyssey but we were already on library so that's pretty much the same the one thing i notice also is a lot of people are always thinking it's not that bad it can be like war but war starts somewhere and I, that's why i'm telling everybody to just stay calm and have the peace because you know, also what the police is doing in different countries, the invading people's homes, checking if there's people or not. Um, a lot of things happened and then people felt like they were doing the right thing to to rat them out or comply with it, you know, because it was the law and the government knew better, best, right? And then you had bombs, but now it's like a bioweapon, which is the virus. Um, they're using it to their advantage and people are doing things that are, you know, they think that it's the right thing, but we're, who has the confirmation that it's the right thing? So I want everybody to just be conscious and open eye, your eyes. And this is the time to do your research. This is the time to set up your life. Um, 
you know, whether it's your work or your debt, you know, make sure you, you uh, become financially healthy, physically healthy, um, that you have ever planned for the future um, on short term, that, you know, uh, pre prepare for a disaster, no matter what kind, hope for the best, be nice to the people around you. But you cannot just sit at home and watch movies. You have to do something. It's not going to be easy. Same with this whole censorship thing. They're going to make it difficult for you. You have to think twice what you say. But maybe it's good to think twice. And maybe it's good to look for other places. So my last comments. So again, find me on all the different social media. If you want to support me or um, Dirk together. So we can continue making these videos and inform you what's going on. The links are below this video. Yes, Elia, you're asking, what is the point of the elections? Well, some Republicans say we're going to look into it still, even though Joe Biden is the winner. We're going to do some investigations. I don't know. A lot of people in government are hoping for people to forget, to just let it go. And if people let it go, we will never hear and know things. And um, I'm not a person to let go. I If, if I know something's not right, I keep researching it and making sure everybody knows until it's fixed. But a lot of um, politicians, they hope that people forget. Unless it's something they really want you to know, they will repeat it and repeat it so that propaganda is stuck in your head. Yeah, Venezuela. Yeah, is America becoming Venezuela at one point? I don't know if that's... Um, other people I find really interesting to listen to is, uh, I don't know if you watch him, Tim Cast, Tim Pool. Um, he's always very, he's worried about the situation too. But I like listening to him just for sane view. Um, some people are, get very extreme. And then, every, this is an, on everybody's mind. And then you have some people that are acting like there's no elephant in the corner on Instagram and they just post happy pictures of their family life. Um, there should be a balance. I know we're all focused on the elections and everything that happens happening because it's such a big deal for the world and the future. But we have to find a balance again at one point where we our life, it's focused on our lives and doing these investigations and elections and and yeah, well, I can say for all the people, all the countries that have elections coming up, just do a little more research on who are you voting for. I see some tips for different web places. I see Vivo. Sorry, I almost forgot your question. Reddit bans Donald Trump forum. Yeah. All these, these places that do this, you have to think, do I accept this or do I want to go somewhere else? When something ends, when one door closes, another door will open. A lot of people had never heard of Gab, never heard of Parler, never heard of CloudHub, never heard of Odyssey, never heard of Telegram, never heard of Signal, and so on. But because Twitter did something that was so much against human rights... People are opening their eyes to different opportunities. And this is something I have to learn too, because I've been stuck in my apartment and I, I love my apartment, 
but this situation New York is, fo is forcing me to end this life and start a new life somewhere else. And if this hadn't happened, I would have been probably been stuck here the rest of my life and maybe missed out on some amazing community experiences and a nice garden where I grow my own vegetables. Um, so sometimes it's also good to have a traumatic or shocking experience or that forces you in that right direction. I had a conversation today with a friend and um, we're talking about making decisions. I really think about making decisions up front before I make a decision, sometimes a little too long. And then I make them, but never I never regret them. It's the same when I go shopping. I do pre-shopping first. So I never send anything back because I already did my research. And then when I buy something, I'm done. But she was more about making decisions and then later on thinking if there was a right decision. So we both worry, but at different times. But I was, um, she made the right decisions uh, at the right time. And now I'm a little bit jealous or just, I'm a, I, I think it's amazing that she, like she knew what was going to happen. She made the right decisions for her life. And, um, so it's, there's not one perfect way, but you have to do what works for you. Some people are slower in the process. Others are like, no, I'm going to change my life. Doesn't matter how you do it. As long as you are confident in your decisions and also when you worry that you also look at the things you do well, like the good things, because we always tend to worry and things that we don't do well, but we should also look at, for instance, I'm stuck here in this apartment, but I started my own YouTube channel and videos and it's going pretty well. I wouldn't have done it if I bought a house and started renovating. So that's a good thing. So there's always a good and bad thing about both situations. It's really how you feel about it and... Um, yeah, there's not one right way to move on in your life. So I wanted, that's what I wanted to say. Um, next time I hope to hear from you, what changes you made, how you're looking forward to the rest of your life. And, um, I, I hope that you're all having a great weekend tomorrow. I'm doing a Dutch chat for my Dutch friends because we talk also about uh, local things, but my English chat have different information. And I mean, my English chats have different information. We talk about a lot of things and it's great. I never knew when I started a chat where we're going to end or where we're going to begin. But this was a great chat. Thanks so much, everybody. I hope to see you soon. Stay positive. Okay, Derek, you want to say goodbye? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say goodbye. Yeah, okay, I say goodbye. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.